Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Super Rugby Aotearoa, or Aotearoa, sorry, round four, uh, and Super Rugby AU. Um, they don't give me a, a, a kind of difficult word, or Australia, or what, what is it? Anyway, Super Rugby over there, big round island thing. Um, round one, yes, lots of uh, live rugby coming to you. So we have, what do we have? We have the Brumbies versus the Rebels, the Reds versus the Waratahs. Um, the uh, gone blank Chiefs Hurricanes um, and also the Highlanders versus the Crusaders. Four whole games. I mean, how are we going to cope with that? That's twice as much rugby as we had last weekend. I mean, someone's going to explode with excitement. Um, and people who do talk about, talk about people with excitement. Um, how are you doing there, um, um, Steve? Um, you're, you're, you're one of these excitement machines. Are you, have you got the, uh, the um, I don't know, the, the, the valve set so you don't explode this weekend? Oh, we're just at the peak, about ready to go. It's, 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 um, yep, we're bursting at the seams. There's a, there's a good analogy I was waiting for. Yep, ready to go. It's, it's good, isn't it? We're doubling up the, the effort and we're doubling up the excitement. And hopefully, hopefully, the Australians don't let us down. Come on. Ooh, ooh, shame. That's harsh, isn't it? That's, 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 <laughs> you guys have, uh, have been watching over the ditch and going, those guys are doing, where's ours? Where's ours? Finally, you're here. You're ready to hit it. Um, looking forward to it this weekend? We're back. <laughs> and everybody's come out, you know. It's been so exciting. I've seen old friends that I haven't seen in three months. The kangaroos, the snakes, the emus, the koalas. Everybody's out now. They're saying, Shane, rugby's on, rugby's on. So, <laughs> you know, I've got some friends. I've got all the essential staff back for to watch some rugby. So, um Bring it on! We're excited, and what a way to kick it off with a with with the traditional derby, the Reds and the Waratah. I'm excited. Uh, origin kind of stuff. That's what we're talking about there. Um, has anyone bothered over in Australia about the new laws? Or are they just kind of like <laughs> whatever? Just show us rugby. We don't care about the details. Yeah, I think I think um, it's it was used in the NRC last year, so it's. Probably something similar to that and a mixture of what um, Twiggy Forest's um, 
global rapid rugby used as well. So we're going to see something very similar to that. Um, whether or not it turns out to be as premium as the New Zealand competition is another question. But um, you know, we just want to rug. We just want to watch our, our rugby um, as well as the Kiwis go around, and hopefully South Africa in August as well. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get to Wow, the, the positivity in the room is just exploding. South Africa as well in August, my word. I'm not sure if my heart can take it. Um, dearie me. So I don't remember which game we're kicking off with this weekend. I should have brought up my um, my picks. The old Super Brew is a great place to keep track of this stuff, um, folks. Um, so if you're um, into Super Brew, if you're into predictions and stuff, want to know what game is when, um, Super Brew is really kind of handy. Now, um, Cornflake, do you want to show us something? Do you want to show you something? Well, oh, not not this. Oh yes, exactly the yellow oh. cap, yellow cap. If you are top of, if you get some the most picks in a weekend, they give you a virtual yellow cap. And as you can see, um, Cornflake has been doing pretty well in Super Rugby Aotearoa so far. Um, six out of six, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. Got the old every single one right so far. I think my margins are what am I out by? My margin accuracy is four point eight. So I mean that's that's pretty damn good if you ask me. So I'm pretty happy with how I'm going. And again, I I just hope they, the Aussies don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this weekend we, we kick off in well just about an hour's time, um, or it's an hour and a half's time um, with the Reds versus the Waratahs. Um, Shane, you've got your Reds jersey on, so obviously you're happy for it to, to, to be back. Um, what do you think of Brad? I mean, one of the problems we've had with um, one of the problems the Reds have had is obviously the uh, their players um, kind of refusing to, um, uh, to to take pay cuts and uh, three of them leaving. What is uh, is there any sort of news in around how the camp is feeling? And what do you think? What do you think of this Reds team as they uh, go into their opening game? Well, I don't know, Paul. You know, like Isaac Ryder, obviously, is the highest profile being a wallaby out of those three. I think Lucas and um, Hawkins were the other two. Um, Hawkins has had been talk, talked up as a potential wallaby. And Lucas, a handy utility. Um, look, somehow I think, and this is my personal opinion, I could be wrong, but I think Isaac Lucas being, uh, sorry, Isaac Rodder being overlooked for the, the captaincy of the Reds too. Maybe some personal differences with Brad Thorne and his coaching. You know, if you read between the lines that um, those sort of things are out there. But, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But, you know, they're rugby players. They want to make money um, and be and play against some good opposition and play for some some good sides. So I wish them well in, in whatever future they, they go forward with. So looking at that red side then, um, Poppets, Puanga Moza, um, Tupu uh, in the front row, um, Blythe, um, Salakai Lotto in the engine room, Wright, McWright, uh, Wilson in the, the, um, the Lucy's, McDermott and James O'Connor, Yes, uh, they're running things. Stuart um, Pasimi in the centres. Um, Dagunu, uh, Campbell, the wings with Hegarty at fullback. Matthew Smith, Nasser, uh, Talai, uh, Tualimi, 
Tulama, sorry, Scott Young, Malaulu, Fangat Sayati, and Fluke um, are the uh, are the replacements. Fluke, perfect. That's what you need. Someone who just flukes things. Doesn't matter how you do it. Just uh, just finish it off, eh, Josh? Go for it. Um, to me, the big news there is actually that James O'Connor, Hamish Stewart, and Bryce Hegarty, all in the same team. Pretty much three fly halves there. That's a uh, a lot of playmaking, a lot of kicking there, isn't it, um, Steve? Not sure about the um, carrying, though. Yeah, well, I mean, does that sort of give you some sort of indication as to where the Reds are going to play uh, this game and go into this competition with that sort of mindset of how they're going to go about the game? We know that this Reds team has a, a really good pack. Uh, they're pretty mobile. They're strong. They do a lot of the hard running and, and general play. They do a lot of the carrying. So it gives a chance for some creativity around. I mean, James O'Connor, as we've talked about in the past, isn't your out-and-out um, just stock Number 10, is he? He's more of a center, more of a just about play anywhere else in the back line, but number 10. And you're going to see, I think, those guys swap around quite a lot. Uh, Hamish Stewart spent a lot of time there. You say Higgity spent a lot of time there as well. So you're going to see those guys uh, feeding off each other. You're going to see them chopping and changing at first receiver. You're going to see O'Connor uh, further out wide on at times as well. So I think it's good for their versatility, and I think it does suit the team the way that they play quite well. And I expect you'll see them kick quite a lot, uh, given that too. So get that forward pack going forward, uh, get them on the front foot, and hopefully put them in some good positions to do some barnstorming runs. Because I think that's definitely where they've got the incentive over the Waratahs is in that pack. And you can expect there's going to be some some hard work done there by those big guys, uh, the, the Taliana Tupos, uh, the Salakai Lotos, those sort of guys definitely love that hard work. And, and Liam Wright, the captain, uh, as we've already mentioned before, he's got to be a guy who steps up and, and is a real leader in this team despite his young age and that's what the Reds need as well. So Shane on the same page there lots of uh, hard carrying um, and then uh, uh, and then those three guys doing lots of kicking is that what you're expecting? Not so much kicking with O'Connor. O'Connor ran the ball quite a bit um, during the um, previous instalment if you like of Super Rugby before we, we had to um, call curtains on that. I think that the most um, important thing here for the Reds is just getting the forwards to do the hard work and then allowing some space for the backs to, to get some some damage done there. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Tate McDermott run a lot with the ball, O'Connor to 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 run um, and, and try and create the space for his inside centre, his full back, his wingers. Um, I'm expecting a lot of cutout balls too. So um, I'm expecting the Reds to just go out there. And on a personal note, I think Liam Wright was the right choice to be captain of, of our club instead of Isaac Rodder. Yeah, it's definitely looking like that now. Going over to then the Tars looking at Bell, Abel, Johnson, Holmes in the forward line, Hannigan and Simmons in the engine room. Hannigan Morris, uh, sort of five and a half, rather than a lock. Uh, Swinton, Hooper and Harris are the Lucies. Um, we have Short and Harrison at 9 and 10. In the centres, Walton and Newsom. Uh, and then we have the wingers. And this is what Stephen is waiting for because we have uh, Nwanga Nitawasi um, on one wing, Ram on the other, and Maddox at fullback. Um, amongst the, um, the replacements, Walton, Faulkner, uh, Tuakapulu, um, Sunnyforth, Dempsey, McDonald, Donaldson, and Morea. Um, you've got to say that we've got a, a fair few names in that. Um, actually, before I get any further, Steve, how did I do? 
with Marky Mark. Oh, pretty solid. Pretty solid. I'll give that a, a definite solid um, 90% pass mark on good old Mark. It's better than Marky, mate. You can't call him that anymore. We've got him in forward. Noanga uh, Nitawazi, that's the guy's name. Everyone's got to nail it. Practice it, everyone, because he's going to be a superstar of not only today, but the future of Australian rugby as well. He is uh, just a talent. So for those that don't know, probably many of you don't know, this is the third time that Cornflake and I have talked about these games this weekend. Okay, uh, We've done it for a show in South Africa. We've done it for Steve's YouTube channel, and now we're doing it for mine. Um, and, um, yeah, it, we, we were talking about him, and he, yeah, he's 19. He's got a good 15 years left on him. Um, as a player. So yes, get used to saying his name because he's going to be around for a long time. But the player that we really actually should concentrate on is Will Harrison, I think. He's someone that um, Rene has come out uh, talk uh, and uh, saying he's a, a, de- a really good player. Uh, so it sounds like he might be the Wallabies number 10. Shane, do you think he's got what it takes to um, uh, to lead this Waratahs side? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I just not yet, anyway. Um, look, he's a young kid. He's going to need probably the next two seasons to really develop his game, and that's just honest. It'll take more than a domestic comp to develop his game. Pardon me. Um, look, I I wonder if if they've got that 10 stock and really when the shoot shield starts up in, in Sydney club rugby, I really want the Waratahs coaching staff to get on their televisions, their iPads or whatever, and start looking at making sure they have backup options for that 10 um, because that's a real worry for me. Jake Gordon can handle it at nine. He's, he's been capped as well for the Wallabies. Um, Beal, I think Beal was ready to move on to a, a new future, and I wish him well. Beal's already gone, yeah. Beal's already on France. Gordon's not even selected this weekend. Um, so, yeah, really are testing the Waratahs' depth. Um, Mac Mason, who was someone who was um, Foley's understudy for many years, also another guy on the outer who's been told, yeah, just stay in Melbourne, don't bother coming home. Uh, we don't need you. Um, so, you've, yeah, there, there aren't definitely... This really is a youthful, it, well, it's a mixture, of, as some people have said, of really young guys and really old guys in your Simmons, Hoopers, um, uh, and maybe Newsom. I don't know, Newsom's not that old, I think. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of some very young, inexperienced guys with a couple of experienced heads around. Not really the kind of Waratah side we're expecting. We, we're used to having basically an entire backline of Wallabies uh, in a in a Tars side. You think about the. Um, when you think about your um, Adam Ashley Coopers, your Falaus, your Beal, you add in um, uh, the um, is it Isaac Rodder. Not Isaac Rodder. Um, oh, I've gone blank. Um, the the guy who took cocaine um, and um, Carmichael Hunt. Carmichael Hunt. Um, the all these kind of players that um, uh, have, all, have all been Wallabies. And they say looking at that back line and going, yeah, not many Wallabies there really. It's going to be a struggling season for them, isn't it? I think because yeah, that they're lacking a lot of um, well, they've got a lot of holes, so they're lacking a lot of players to really fill those holes that are experienced. Um, and against a team like the Reds, like I've already pinpointed that pack, that tight five, that second row, like you already stated as well, experience. Yeah, but I mean, those guys I think are going to struggle 
uh, and the way this game goes in the big boys game. We've already seen in Super Rugby Aotearoa how the game is around big ball runners. We see the standout stars, uh, are the guys like Hoskins to Tutu and Makili Tutu, those big number eights, those big ball runners. They're the guys everyone's watching. And they're the guys like, like Salakai Loto, you know, for the Reds. The, the days of a Ned Hannigan and a Rob Simmons, they're the workman-like sort of guys that just trudge around the field. Uh, they're not going to change the game. They're not going to be explosive enough, I don't think, for the Waratahs to get much more out of just their core roles um, during this matchup. So I think that's where they're going to really struggle throughout this. Harry Johnson-Holmes is a good player. I think there's a good future on him. We've seen him around a lot already. But, yeah, there's a lot to be proven, I guess. I spoke about it in my previews we did earlier. This is the time for Australia to do this. This is the time to put out these guys that are unknown, the guys that they want to risk and take a chance and see what they're really made of. Because, like I said there, the media, they can always be happy because an Australian team's going to win. So, I mean, that's always a positive they've got to take from it. Um, and they can see out there and they say, yep, I mean, if you can't cut it against the Reds and the Force um, and the Brumbies and the Waratahs and uh, the Rebels, then, you know, you're probably not up to that sort of standard of, of Super Rugby, let alone internationally further on from there. So it's, it's a big make-or-break season for them. I think this is year to really throw it all out there. The Waratahs certainly have done that. There's a lot of names in there that have few to no caps, and we're going to see just what they're made of. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes, a lot of rotations, and a lot more new faces come through the competition as it goes on week by week. So there you go, folks. You've just heard it um, from, from Cornflake. Everyone's a winner. You can't lose in this competition, um, which is um, which is great. So, and one of the good things about look about Australian rugby is the fact that look, they're under twenties. We're at the they lost in the, we went to the final, lost to France last year. Uh, they've beaten the um, New Zealand schools for the past couple of years. Look, there's a lot of young guys coming through who are really talented. Uh, the question is, how do they make that transition from being the best in their age group to being the best? Um, as a professional player amongst 15 age groups, which is what the difference is. Uh, so we'll see um, how that goes. I made my pick before I saw the lineups and I went some um, Warsaw by three because the disruption amongst the Reds with those players leaving, I'm a lot less confident now. Um, and uh, Shane, which way did you go? What, what was your prediction this game? I'd love to say Reds win, but um, I think it'll be the Waratahs by five. Waratahs by five, okay. It'll um, be, I think, a good game. Cornflake? Well, I'm going to back your reds, Shane. Don't worry. I'll do the good deed here. Um, going by your comments here, I mean, it's 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 good we've got all these young guys, but, I mean, the, the thing that young guys need, for, following on from your point there, Paul, is they need the old guys to learn off as well. So it's easy to do a clean sweep and say this is a fresh blood, but they need that experience to run off. Look at the impact that Dan Carter's had on the Blues. He, he probably won't take the field if he, you know, once or twice he might run on for a couple of minutes just to get some tickets and some bums on seats. But he is going to teach young guys so much, and that's what Australian rugby still needs. They don't need to be starters. They don't need to be guys that are always there, but they need to teach. They need to show the skills to that next age group. And um, with that, I'm going to go with the Reds to pick up the victory by Two solitary points. It's going to be close. It's going to be exciting. And the Reds are going to get the job done. Don't worry, Shane. So, yes. So, folks, straight after this, we'll be straight into that live game. Um, and we're expecting it to be a tight one. So do enjoy it. Don't um, don't leave your seats. I think this is one to be, have your TV dinner on your knee watching the game. Absolutely. Don't, uh, don't disappear off into the dining room. Okay. Um, tomorrow, we kick off with the Highlanders versus the Crusaders. Um, let's run through that line, that um, Highlanders lineup for you. Leonard Brown, Coltman, um, 
Wait in the front row, Parkinson, Dixon in the engine room, Frizzell, Hunt, Makalaya, two uh, are the Lucys, Smith and Hunt running things, Tomkinson and Thompson are the, in, in the centres with Nariki, uh, Puniave and uh, Collins in the back three. Looking at the bench, Dixon, Johnston, Tuolahi, um, Wetton, Ben Nicholas, the Ford replacements, Hammington, Gatland and um, uh, Karai are the um, backs replacements. So, um, Steve, obviously you're wearing your uh, Highlanders um, hoodie there. Um, we've got a change at fullback, which I think was um, probably expected after last weekend's um, uh, shocker and in, in very wet conditions, to be fair, um, to... Um, to, to uh, I've gone blank as to his name, Gregory. Ben Gregory. I was thinking it's Shane Gregory, isn't it? Scott. Scott Gregory. Scott Gregory. Oh, I knew it was an S. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, yeah, getting the steady Collins back to uh, to, to anchor things back there um, will add some certainty um, at the back, which is um, uh, which is looking good. Are, are you happy with the rest of the team, or, um, or are there any other changes you would like to have seen in, for, for the Landers? Yeah, well, what's interesting, the more I've looked at this game, is that the whole front row has actually changed, which I didn't notice in the first outset of looking at this team. So uh, Daniel Leonard-Brown, Liam Coltman, and Jeff Thwaites uh, is a change from the Aiden Johnson, Ash Dixon, and Siati Tokalahi. So a complete swap of that front row is a really, really interesting tactic, especially against uh, pretty much like it's nearly half an all-black front row of, of Moody Taylor and El Aratoa on the other side. So a uh, big pressure is going to be on that. But yeah, you can't be... Uh, not impressed by what this Highlanders team has put out this season. Really good forward performances. The standout players, like we've already talked about, uh, the Makalei Tu'us, uh, the Shannon Frizzells are standing up. Dylan Hunts, the back rows, really performing nicely. Uh, Parkinson and Dixon are, are smashing the line out. It's probably one of, if not the best line out in the competition. Uh, they're really, really playing nicely. They're settled down now with the injury to Josh Uani. So Mitch Hunt's got that 10 jumper, so they don't need to worry about where they're going to play players so that everyone can play. It's getting a bit more settled. It's getting a bit more consistent. That's it. Sort out that 15 jumper. And I think Collins isn't obviously the best man in any team, but I mean, he's a solid player. He's a consistent sort of player. Doesn't do the highlights, but he doesn't do the lowlights either. And he's going to give you a solid performance. It's been question marks around it, hasn't there, over the last few weeks. Where's Josh McKay? Where's Michael Collins? Where are these guys? As a fullback jumper just kept going from player to player to player. And no one really knew who was going to be playing in that position the next week. So I think we might get a little bit um, of consistency here with Michael Collins, provided he does actually show up decently uh, for the Highlanders. Hopefully he has a decent enough match. But, yeah, the team looks solid. And, yeah, it's, it's good. It's consistent. And um, they're playing well. And I think they've got good confidence behind them as well, which is the number one thing you need, that mental game. They do that, believe they can win against any opposition at home. Hopefully a good, a solid, uh, packed uh, four-sides bar will be behind them and they should put on a decent performance, I think, and, and push the Crusaders hopefully all the way. Yeah, Nocturnal writes over there on YouTube says all front rows just as good as each other for the Highlanders. Uh, mm. And as you say, he's, he's changed the entire front row. So he basically he's playing two units, which is good, which yeah. means they get, they get to play with each other, they get to scrimmage with each other, uh, they get to lift with each other. Um, they know how each other works, which I think is actually a really interesting one uh, there by... Um, uh, by, by, by the coaches down there. So, yes, um, looking forward to that. I mean, look, they won their first game um, by a point, lost the second by three, I think it is. Uh, look, the Highlanders are, are a side that stay in it, whatever. So, look, this is going to be a close one. But um, the Crusaders, 
look, Moody, Taylor, Alan Atoa, Whitelock, Dunshay, Blackadder, Christie, Douglas, um, you Pack, Drummond, Moanga, the going to run things. Good Hugh and Enor in the centres there. Fanganuku, Jordan on the wing this time uh, with Havili at fullback. Off the bench, Makaleo, Boyer, Jaeger, Quinton Strange back from injury. Um, Havili, um, Enori, Pia um, for his um, debut, um, who is a fullback, uh, and Reese on the bench there. So, Shane, look, five changes by the Crusaders. Are they taking the the, the Highlanders lightly here? Oh, I'd never take the Crusaders to be somebody that uh, would not take any game seriously. Uh, I know how serious they are, being Australian. <laughs> I think that they'll come out. They, that's the depth, I think, that they've got and the depth that they have through their strength through Mitre 10 Cup and other competitions around. So good to see five new faces having a bit of a run. Good to see that they, they're mixing and matching and finding out what combination's good for them. And it's good for Ian Foster too as he looks at potential All Blacks and, and those sort of things. So, yeah, look, Crusaders, I just see them merrily marching along. <laughs> a couple of losses. A couple of losses. Problem. I mean, obviously, um, Scott Barrett's now been um, basically out for the season. Um, definitely for rugby and potentially the entire rugby season. Um, but also they've lost Cullen Grace, who's been the, the, the form number six in Super Rugby, Aotearoa. Um, uh, he's also out for probably the season as well with a fractured thumb. Um, so, yeah, a couple of losses there in the pack. But, um, yeah, I mean, Cornflake, they, they, they do just they just bring quality in for, 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 those, for, for quality, don't they? Uh, it's Crusaders rugby, isn't it? It's what they do. They just keep churning them on out, and they are just such a tough team to beat because of that depth. They just have that um, that team unity that boosts the players. It makes the players look better than they possibly would be uh, elsewhere. A la Josh McKay, I'm looking at you. Things like that is what they bring, and that's what they deliver, and, and it's just a great team is the biggest thing. Um, so, yeah, great players. I think, um, yeah, like the comments said there um, from Nocturnal Rights earlier about how the, the score generally is high at Forsyth Bar, under the roof, it's good conditions. We're not going to see that that rainy sort of wet ball that we have seen last weekend. So that's going to be good for the spectacle. But defence is going to be so, so vital. Keeping 15 players on the field, going to be pretty important because you're going to need 15 players to defend as well. So there's a lot that could decide this game and edge this game either way. But I think the Highlanders have a good enough pack that they can believe that they can match them up there. And and certainly in the set piece and places like that, they should be able to at least hold their own um, to be able to play their own game. What they can deliver out in the back line is another question. They need big, big performances for their outside backs, especially against the pace of Fayanuku and Will Jordan. Havili is just a hot knife, and the defensive line is his big block of butter. He is so dangerous. So that's what they've got to look out for. They've got to defend well on those guys. Um, and the midfield battle as well is going to be another key one. But I have confidence in Tomkinson and Thompson. I think those two guys are certainly uh, at the peak for the Highlanders. So it's going to be a nice backline battle. Should see plenty of points, and we should see an, a nice, uh, clean game under the roof. Well, not sure about clean game as far as uh, penalties go, but let's we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see about some um, no, no mud, no <laughs> mud, no mud. Keep the jerseys clean, so I don't do so much wash afterwards, um, which is good. Look, even with all that, I've gone Crusaders by three. I just it's just very difficult to pick against them. Um, Shane, what's your prediction for this game? 
very relaxed. Crusaders by ten. By ten? Oh. Wow. And I think I think they're just too professional. But cool. I, I think the Highlanders will turn up and give it a go. Cornflake, before you fall off your chair. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to recover from that one. Shot straight through the heart. Uh, I agree with you guys. Um, I've gone the Crusaders to win this one as well. I think it's going to be close, though. I've gone a small margin of just five. Um, but, yeah, a, a losing bonus point. I think the Highlanders should be happy if they can uh, snaffle away. If that will be the minimum of their expectations. Uh, but I think they should go into this one believing that they can they can beat anyone. And the Crusaders are no different. doesn't matter what colour your shirt is, what name is on the back or anything like that. I think the Highlanders are good enough to beat anyone this year. Yep, that's uh, we, we, I, 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 we've seen a lot of lot of close games. I think it's going to be within the score as well. Um, but I think we're all yeah we're all, we've all gone for a red jersey win on that one. Moving on then straight off this one we head over um, to Canberra um, where the Brumbies will take on the Rebels. Now I know a lot of you will have watched uh, Squidge Rugby's uh, video that he's done for World Rugby about um, about Super Rugby AU. And he said there's no clear leader in this one. Um, and I'm like, what? Um, seriously? Look, the Brumbies come into this as, as um, definitely as the, the major favourites for um, this conference. Let's be honest. Um, so, um, I think that we'll, so we'll um, I don't know where. Uh, we've just lost Shane, unfortunately. Sorry, folks. Um, but, um, yeah, Brumbies definitely go into this uh, tournament as the major favourites. And you can see that with their lineup. Um, let's um, be honest. Um, Slipper, um, Fying Alatoa uh, in that front row, so an, an all Wallabies front row. Swain and Douglas in the engine room. Valentini, Cusack, Samu um, are the um, your back three. Joe Powell and um, Lolia Seo uh, to run things with Simone um, and Kieran Drani in the centres. Um, right, Muirhead and Hansen as the back three. Uh, McKerney, C.O. Ross come off the bench, followed by McCarthy and Miller, uh, and then finds Coenzi and uh, uh, Ikatua are the um, with only finds being the well being the only um, debutant um, for this one. I conflict when you, you go through that and go, I actually recognise most of those names. Unlike the Reds and the Waratahs, you're like, this is much more um, the kind of side I expect to see in Super Rugby. Oh, 100%. I looked at this team when it released and I thought after seeing the teams from, from the Reds and the Waratahs, especially that Waratahs team, and I looked at this and going, yeah, well, the Brumbies have just carried on as they were. So, uh, you know, they know what to do. They know what to expect and, and they should just be cruising. But it is, it's such a good team by Australian standards. It is just right up there. That pack just it kind of looks untouchable. We talk about how the Reds got this young, exciting, explosive pack. But, I mean, this is just such a professional do your job, know your role, get the job done sort of pack. Uh, they're very good. Flaufanger loves to score tries, and I'm sure we will see him dotting down for some more during this competition. It's just so professional looking. And uh, they are the crusaders of Australian rugby, aren't they? They just look so, so very good. The thing I, that, that really blew me off about um, that video oh, that I watched. Words, careful with your words. Blew you away, not blew you off. <laughs> blew me off guard with that video. <laughs> From from Squidge was how they talk. He talked about uh, the, uh, no Pocock in their team, and I was just like, "What are you talking about? Pocock was injured for that whole season. That he played like one game, and he just sat the rest out. It's like he was just there for the ride to the World Cup. He, he was no impact to, to the Brummies whatsoever. To Australian rugby, pretty much 
at all during the regular season. They won't miss him because he was never there to start with. Um, I thought it was a, a touch misleading on some things, but yeah, the Brummies just, just look next level, don't they? And I think they're, they're going to take this one quite comfortably uh, throughout pretty much the whole season. They might get an upset or two along the way, but uh, they look certainly a class above on paper. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that Pocock thing, like, has Pocock strung more than three games together um, <laughs> since the um, since the 2015 Rugby World Cup, to be honest? I mean, he's a bit like um, Neymar the Scudder, unfortunately. Another fantastic game-changing player, but unfortunately just can't seem to get more than two games um, before he uh, before they break down, um, unfortunately. So... The um, so yes, and as <laughs> apparently Squidge only pays attention to the Chiefs. There we go. Um, the but um, the so yeah. So looking at this, yeah, I mean, well-oiled machine. I mean, Shane, I mean, you talked earlier about uh, the, the the sort of the pre-lockdown Super Rugby, and boy, the Brumbies did look the business before then, didn't they? They did, and um, they're they're a professional outfit. Um, they're, they're not afraid of any side that comes their way. And that's that's the, the one thing that I wish would be applied to, say, the Wallabies. <laughs> um, but, but the Brumbies have a way. They have a good culture and system. They look after their players. They're very much a family-orientated club. And it's going to be no different. Um, and I've got to say, Firstly, here, well done to um, well done to the organisation allowing the members to come in and watch a game tomorrow night in Canberra. Well done. Um, so this is the Great Southern Derby, as I like to call it, because they're the two furthermost southern um, parts of uh, the uh, competition. The Rebels will be up to it. The games have been of a reasonable quality. So I think um, it's going to be very close, very, very, very close. And I, but I think that the Brumbies have an edge with that pack. They have an edge with their backline, and they've got very, very well trained reserves as well. So let's run through that Rebels team then. Um, Gibbon, Uliasi, Famaus, Lisi, uh, front row, um, Philip Stolberg in the engine room, um, Kemeny, Hardwick, Wells are your Lucys. Lawrence and Matt Tamua are going to run things. Meeks and Hodge in the um, centres. Hodge in the 13 jersey. Well, let's see. How many more numbers can he get in his back um, before, before the end of his career? Uh, he's played in every single position that's got two figures um, or two numbers in his back, I think, pretty much. Your back three, Corabetti, Kellaway and Haylett Petty. Um, off the bench, um, Maufu um, or Ainsley for the front row. Hosi, uh Hannigan, um, and then Loetta, Lamani, and Deegan um, there. I mean, the Rebels, Steve, a team that a lot of names that we kind of recognise but tend to be less than the sum of their parts. Oh, the Rebels, they just, they're just not consistent enough, are they? They don't have that, that team unity, that team culture that I think the good teams, the best teams really do have on their side. And that's where I think they struggle the most. They don't have that ability to... To, I guess, play for each other in, in the, the top-level fact of it. Sure, they know the team, they know their players, but they just don't have that sort of next-level ability. Decent players in there. Um, you look through, they're a bit like the Waratahs. They're a bit this way and that way, especially in the pack. Um, Matt Phillip is a guy I especially expect to stand out for them again this season. He's been a really, really good player for them um, throughout the last year or so. 
But in that back line, if Matt Tamua can play like a proper number 10, they may be onto something. If he plays like he wants to play at 12, then I think they're going to struggle to get anything out of the pretty highly talented back line that they have. You look through the whole lot of them, and these guys are all top-level players. If they can get the best out of their pack and get a little bit of ball against that Brumbies team, they could be onto something if they can thread it through Tamua and into that back line. But I think it's still going to be hard work. I think they're going to be going backwards. And from there, they're going to struggle to really get any sort of momentum and, and play on that front foot, which is going to be a struggle. With Timur's not the most comfortable there. He's gone backwards. He's struggling. It's going to run through the whole side. Yeah, that's true. I mean, kind of a, a Rebels team that's going to try and play flash rugby against the Brumbies team that's mm. going to play vintage rugby kind of feels what um, feels like what we're going to see this time. And look, that Brumbies back line with players like um, Corabetti and the train there to get through um, the K train uh, to get over that game line. Look, they're not, um, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they've got skills themselves. Um, Jordan Clark's gone Brumbies by 15. And we've had the betting stick go Brumbies by 11. They've both gone large. I've gone Brumbies by five um, there. Shane, um, what, what kind of margin? Because everyone seems to be saying Brumbies. Brumbies by seven for me. And congratulations to Matt Tamua. 100 Super Rugby Caps. That's, that's an elite effort. A round of applause. Um, the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Steve, everyone else is going double figures. What's um, what, what's your call on this one? Yeah, I'm joining them. I'm going straight for double figures as well. I've got the two ones. Uh, Brumby's by 11 for me. Are you and the betting stick are together. Maybe you are betting stick. And we just don't know it yet. Um, hey, hey, who knows who the stick is, eh? Uh, we can't let that secret out. Um, Hidden behind the yellow cap. <laughs> then on Sunday, we have the Chiefs um, versus the Hurricanes. And um, I can't believe I've not uh, got the Chiefs lineup um, in front of me. I'll just bring it up now. There we go. Um, so the Chiefs, a team with a longer injury list than they have available players list um, at the moment. That's what it feels like anyway. Aiden Ross. Bradley Slater, uh, Lua Lala in the front row, Brown and um, Akoi in the engine room, Boshia, Kane and Soikula are your Lucy's. Weber and Cruden going to run things with them. Tapia and Manu there. Tapia in that 12 jersey, a, a number that I've not seen him wear, and I've seen a lot of Waikato games. Um, you then have uh, Nanai Satoro and Wainui uh, with uh, Damian McKenzie at 15. Off the bench, um, Tokilaho, O'Neill and Glenderheis, Vati um, and Nell are your forge replacements. Tarangi, um, Trask and Alamalo um, are your backs replacements. Um, Steve, concerned there that um, basically the Gallagher Chiefs have got lots of outside centres and no one who can play 12? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the big concern for them is the guy that's missing, isn't it? Sure, he's not being in the greatest form, but uh, Mr. Anton Leonard Brown, concussion has seen him miss this matchup. It's, it's a bit of a shame because I think he's a guy that uh, New Zealand rugby does need to be playing and does need to be getting into form. But, yep, they're going to be missing him. But I think for the Chiefs, thinking about the short term, thinking about the now, this may be a better option for them with a guy like Tumuramanu, who's actually been fairly decent in the performances, the few he's had off the bench. Uh, he's been pretty impactful. So I'm kind of excited to see what he'll bring. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like you. Kuntapaya, 12. I mean, we're going to see two big freight trains just crashing into each other with, with the man he's up against on the other side as well. So uh, that could be a bit of a, you know, two big rocks just like smashing 
in the middle of a forest uh, with those two guys running at each other. So, yeah, interesting times, but I think that the big battle for here is, is going to be in the number 10 jumper. And Aaron Cruden, I think, needs a big, big game alongside Brad Weber, uh, 9 and 10. That is just critically key uh, for this game. But uh, the doubt with that is if you kick to the corners, do the Chiefs have the guts? Do they have the pack that can actually win their own set piece, which has been the real struggle for them this season? Although I'm not going to go on about that again. We've talked enough about this second row uh, over the last four weeks. that We don't want to talk about that again. But yeah, the, the line out, yep, he's right. Chiefs line out still looks disorganized last week. I think they put a bit more effort in. They they oh, disrupted a bit better. But right. Disorganized, disorganized is being kind, right? Very when kind. Summer Sony yeah. came on uh, in the second half and he throws a line out and no one even jumps. I mean, come on, that's not disorganized. That's a total rabble of a line out, I'm afraid, folks. Um, yeah, if hopefully um, they've had that drilled into them. Um, also, question where's Nankerville? Look, um, I think that, uh, look, that, that, that to be fair, I think Manu and, and Nankerville are both. Um, uh, yeah, much for much as in, as in quality, but Nankerville is a twelve. So from that point of view, yes, got to got to wonder there um, why he's not come in because all the Antonette Brown, Tapia, and Manu are all thirteens um, through and through. To be honest, so um, from a balance point of view, but I'm I'm, I'm personally I'm happy to see Manu um, get a run out. I must admit, I don't know where Nankerville is. To be to be fair, Shane, what are you expecting from this Chiefs team? Well, I'm expecting them to have a go because this is actually my favorite, uh, second favourite derby in New Zealand. I actually call it the Hawaiian shirt derby because I seem to be at the pub wearing a Hawaiian shirt every time these sides play. Um, and, um, look, I'm looking at the Chiefs and I'm thinking it's always a question that we've always asked ourselves over the last two years, Paul, depth, and um, whether they can cover certain positions um and whether they can't and um yeah look it depends on what side what chief side turns up doesn't it and warren gatlin's got to get the best out of what he's got on the park tomorrow yeah he has to um the let's move on now to look at some their opponents that came so armstrong coles lomax are the front row blackwell and scrafton uh in the engine room with princep Karifi and Ali Surveyor uh, are your Lucy's. TJ and Garden Bashup are running things. Lamappi and um, Peter Amanga Jensen are going to be in the centres. Lam, Van Wick, and the return of. I'm in the That's at fullback there. Um, looking at the bench, Riccatelli, May, Fidel. Yeah. Liam Mitchell. Um, We've also got Jamie Booth and Billy Proctor and Wes Hooson are the uh, back uh, are the other backs um, replacements. So, um, Steve, when we were looking at this earlier, we were looking at saying, "Oh yeah, look, decent side." And then we actually looked a bit, bit more decent. And went, "Wow, he's changed up quite a lot in this side, hasn't he?" Yeah, there's there's quite a few names missing in there. The, the midfield one's probably the biggest one. No, Vince Arso. Uh, I thought. Him and Lamape were getting quite a bit of a roll on. They're playing quite well together, uh, especially last weekend. So uh, that was on their last matchup. So that was a bit of an improvement for them. Uh, but yeah, Houston's gone. He wasn't offering too much. I, I do, I, I like him as a player. I think he can offer something as a as the old school kind of small 
flick for the winger, but he really hasn't shown much this season. It's a chance for Van Bike to come in here and, and do what he did earlier in the year. So big opportunities out there in their back line. Also no vibe feeder in the pack, so they've gone back to those two locks of Blackwell and Scrafton in there in that second row. So a lot changing, but I think aside from the Arso thing and, and Umanga Jensen, I can kind of see what they're doing. If things aren't working, they're kind of changing it up to see if they can um, better it and improve it. Uh, but I, I don't think... Well, we, who knows how Umanga Jensen is going to play. We haven't seen him too much, but I do think Arso was actually coming on quite nicely. I would like to see him continue on uh, in his partnership with La Mape. So as long as they don't put him on the wing uh, in any stage, that's that's what's going to be the disappointing thing. But he's not even on the bench. There's no uh, thought of that here today. But yeah, changes, good changes though. And I think uh, they're, they're thinking the Hurricanes and they're trying to improve, which is always a good sign. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like they're... Um... Uh, you say, yeah, look, 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 looking at where, where things aren't going wrong and seeing if we can change it up and get a better player in there. Um, look, I mean, Shane, we quite often talk about them not having a powerful enough front five to cope, but with the Chiefs also not having a powerful front five, is this an opportunity for the two for the two back lines to really go at each other, do you think? Yes. And with Geordie back in the in the lineup, which I've, I've been excited about since I heard the news, Um because at least one did stay at the Hurricanes and obviously one came to the Mighty Blues. Um, look, Barrett versus McKenzie is what I've been looking forward to all week. And because the, the tight fives, as you mentioned, they both struggle to, to get that grit going. It'll, it'll, you know, the quicker the play, the quicker the backs. Um, we might see a few tries in this one. The yeah, maybe I'm mean, looking at some this, and I'm thinking, do the do, um, do the Chiefs have a better balanced um, back three? As Nocturnal Wright says, so they need to move back to seven. Need a big man at eight. But the Canes just don't have a big man at eight anywhere in their squad, do they, Steve? I mean, it's just um, they're, they're they're picking from what they've got. Yeah, it's that case of putting your best players on the paddock, isn't it? I mean, I would like to put Fafita in there somewhere, uh, but where does he kind of fit into that team? Do they go and put him at six? They just don't have the options. They don't have the depth and in the side. So it's, it's a bit of a shame because I think, like I talked about earlier, those big number eights, they are taking this competition by storm. And the teams that don't have them are generally the teams that are suffering by the Chiefs. Um, they've got a big man at eight, but not getting the big reward out of him like the other teams are. So that's what they need. They need that sort of guy. But Salvier is the best they've got in terms of a big man. He's going to do the best job uh, at, in that position. He's a strong carrier of the ball, uh, a good defender. So, yeah, it's, it's the best of what they've got and the best that they can do with it. I, I do think in 10, though, is where we're really going to have issues. And I think that's where Jordy Barrett's really going to help this side massively, is getting them out of trouble because Jackson Garden-Bashup, although has played decently enough, I think he's going to be outplayed here by an Aaron Cruden who will be wanting to prove something against the young whippersnapper that, that is Garden Bashup. So Barrett's going to do a lot of that, uh, I think, big pumping punts downfield. Uh, so we can expect to see a lot of that from him in this game. Yeah, and it's going to be a wet one, folks, much as um, Cornflake doesn't trust my my uh, <laughs> skills. Oh, no. The, the, but the, the weather forecast is it's going to be wet. And let's be honest, that is not Dane McKenzie's forte. So, yes, Jordy Barrett, Versus Damian McKenzie, um, the howitzer of the boot versus a decent, a good kicker. Let's be blunt, but not the same length as as, as Geordie, and maybe that might be one of the key things. But even so, I've still gone Chiefs by five. Um, Shane, what's your call? 
I'm going to go the Hurricanes by three. Oh, an away win for for um for Shane, Steve. Yep, I'm on Shane's side of this one as well. I've gone Hurricanes by the four points on the road. Oh dear, my uh, my guests don't have a clue, folks. I'm sorry. I'll try and get a guess. <laughs> six out six. Or, or, or give or give them or give them educate edu- educate them uh, between now and then. Um, looking forward to it, folks. Look, let's uh, go grab ourselves a drink, get ourselves comfortable because we're getting near kickoff. Um, Super Rugby AU or Super Rugby Australia is about to um, is, is about to start. Um, so let's look forward to that. Red versus Waratahs, the old um, Maroons versus the Blues. Um, it should be a cracker. Um, and uh, enjoy the show, please, folks. Hit that old like on the old Facebook page. Um, also, download the podcast. Listen to us on the go. New Zealand Sports Radio. We're bringing you shows every single day of the week. That's right. Seven days a week, we are bringing you at least one show a day. So don't forget, get that podcast downloaded. Listen to us on the go. It be at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Acast. Um, and one thing we haven't talked about, Nocturnal Rights versus it. Um, this is a big game for TJ. If the antics continue, that could rub him out as the All Blacks um, bench nine. So, yeah, you're right. TJ versus Weber. This is an All Blacks trial match. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.